Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. And so my brief message today, as I've already said earlier, it's not just for mums, but it's for people of all generations and of all nations. And today, I want to talk about someone who had some battles. Anyone here encountering some kind of battle in your life? I think every single one of us is encountering some kind of battle. And I just hear the Lord saying that he's fighting on your behalf. In actual fact, throughout Scripture, uh, the Bible says, Be still and see the salvation of God. Uh, Remember Moses? He had the armies, the Egyptian armies behind him, the Red Sea before him, and he was like in the middle. I wonder if someone here today just feels a little bit like you're in the middle. But the Lord says, be still and trust me with all your heart and you will see the salvation of God. And so today I want to talk about someone who battled with the fear of inadequacy, the fear of uncertainty, and the fear of controversy, which I'll define in just a few moments. And as we come around God's Word today, I'd like to share with you just one. I want to share with you just one of the many reasons why God chose and was able to use Mary, the mother of Jesus, and clearly the most famous mother in all of the Bible. And so let's pick it up. Let's pick up God's call to a teenage girl in Mary uh, found in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 31. And you can just follow in your Bibles. And it says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favoured one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, Mary was afraid and troubled at his saying. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. For behold... You will conceive in your womb, and you shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. As we can see from this uh, short passage, Mary's initial reaction regarding God's call on her life was really one of fear. And this is why I say Mary encountered three typical kinds of fears which are common to all of us. And here they are. Number one the fear of inadequacy. I don't feel qualified to do what God is asking me to do. In actual fact, I feel, uh, somebody might say, you might feel a little bit undone. Even as a parent, I know this for a fact, that mothers can really struggle with their own identity and they can just feel like they're not a good mum. If your desire is to be, just is to love your child and your desire is just to uh, want to give them, give them your best and, and everything like that, you're already a great mum. And somebody needs to hear that. You're already a great mum. But we can feel the inadequacy of this responsibility saying, God, I don't know if I can do this as a parent, as a, a business person, as a, a husband, as a wife. 
And I think one of the, the main reasons for this is because we just can sometimes have a look around and see what other mothers are like or see what other dads or business people are like and we think, gosh, I don't look like them, I don't sound like them. Um, they just, on social media, you know, it just looks so good. We all know that we shouldn't be fooled by what social media looks like. You know, this world is full of veneers and not everything is as it appears to be. But number two, the fear of uncertainty. What does this mean for me now? Now that I'm going to make this change here, what does that change look like in the future? What does it mean for me? What does it mean for my spouse, my family? What are we going to do? And one more time, the fear of controversy. You know, as I begin to step out and do what I know that is next in my relationship with Jesus, how's that going to go? And so there's a battle and there's a tension taking place in Mary's heart. And it's not a bad one. Not all tension is bad. Not all conflict is bad. At times when you're feeling irritated by circumstances, by whatever it might be, not all irritation is bad. Who says it has to be bad? I think that sometimes we can define conflict or you know, irritation or whatever it might be. We can define it as bad because it doesn't feel good. And sometimes we just think we've got to feel good all the time. But what if our good God is wanting to do a good thing through an irritation, through conflict? You know, just, just ask an oyster. <laughs> How did you produce a pearl? Well, let me tell you, it all began with a, an irritating grain of sand. And that little sucker just got in there when I didn't see it coming. It just snuck in when I wasn't expecting it and it just stayed there and it caused me pain, but I wouldn't give up. I just kept on doing what I felt I need and needed to do. And as time went on, I just produced a very expensive pearl. You know, God is able to work all things together for good. And so there's a battle and a tension taking place in Mary's heart, a battle between faith God's eternal ideas and purpose, and fear Mary's earthly ideas and reputation. And the two will never meet. The Bible actually says that the, the mind is at enmity with God because it's by faith that we walk, not by sight. We're called, we know the proverb well, Proverbs 3, uh, verses 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Okay, so what's interesting to me about faith and about fear, because this is what Mary, uh, this is where the tension was within her life, a battle between faith and fear. And what's interesting to me about faith and fear is that they both demand that we believe in something that we cannot yet see and in a future that doesn't yet exist. Both faith and fear demand that you believe in something and see something in your future that has not yet come to pass. And it takes the same amount of time and it takes the same amount of energy to be either fear-filled as it does to be faith-filled. So choose to be faith-filled no matter what season you're in. But one of the main reasons 
why God was ultimately able to use a humble girl by the name of Mary, who became a gateway of change for the generations and the nations to come. Because Mary chose to rise above her fears, her insecurities, inadequacy, controversy, and the rest of it. And she makes a bold declaration when she said in Luke chapter 1, verse 38, Behold, I am the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your will and to your word. You see, in the end, uh, Mary allowed God's angelic messenger to get through to her, which meant that God's word got on the inside of her and God was able then to do a, a great thing through her in giving birth to the Saviour of our world, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just want to say prophetically to Honora uh, that God is getting ready to do something beyond your comprehension. He's getting ready to do something greater in your life and through your life. And I just know that in the coming uh, weeks, there's going to be ongoing transition in your heart. Number one, in your relationship with Jesus. Okay, that's, that's where it's all at. It has to be in that place. Everything else comes out of that. And I know that you know what I'm saying, but the Lord is simply affirming uh, what he's doing. So I just know that even in the coming months, greater things are yet to come. And you look back on this time and you'll say, yep, now I know. Yeah, so finally, uh, a few verses later in Luke chapter 1, Mary also declares in verses 46 and 49, I love this, she's gone from fear-filled to I am the servant of the Lord to my soul magnifies the Lord. She went from fear-filled to faith-filled and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Saviour. For He has regarded, don't you think this is amazing? He has regarded, He's been mindful of the lowly state of His maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations are going to call me blessed. For He who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is His name. Oh, brothers and sisters, I don't know if that, I trust that that stirs you. I trust that that gives you hope. I trust that that encourages you, that all things are possible. And she went from fear-filled to, okay, I believe this now. I'm the Lord's servant to, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. Wow. And so, in a few moments' time, we're going to, uh, to watch uh, a special Mother's Day tribute video. Uh, I wanted to share a little story with you, um, and I wanted to tell you what I had planned. And uh, so two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I ordered uh, 50 long stem red roses, which was going to be not just for our mums, but for all women. And I just thought to myself, what I want, what I want, I want to give all of our, you know, females a long stem red rose. And not from me. It ain't from me. The only red roses I'm giving is to that lovely lady in the front row, my wife Trina. Um, so the red rose was not going to be from me, but it was a symbolic and a prophetic gift from your loving Heavenly Father. That's what I had on my heart. And the reason why I had that on my heart was for this... Oh, by the way, I should say, so the big part of that story is that I ordered them two weeks ago they didn't arrive. So I was quite disappointed. I had up until 12 p.m. yesterday. So I was hanging on 
until 12 p.m. yesterday, hoping against hope that these red roses are going to arrive. But I thought at least, well, I'll share the story anyway about what I had in mind. And the thing that I was going to share, though, like prophetically and symbolically, because I felt the Holy Spirit say, you can still do that. So, you know, roses, they, they come in a wide variety of colors. We know that. They can be white. They can be pink. We know that a popular, red, a popular rose on Valentine's is red. Uh, and so the prophetic symbolism around it is, first of all, it says... I love you. A red rose says, like if I said to you, what do you think is the message of a red rose to someone? I think everyone would say, it says, I love you. And Jesus wants you to know that he loves you. The color color of the rose was red. And that's because God's love for you is passionate. I believe uh, if somebody were to ask me, what do you think the color of passion is? I would say red. And God is passionate in his love toward all of you. And the last thing that I had in my uh, heart was simply this. Now, I, I will admit I'm not somebody who watches this particular show, but I, there's like a, some kind of, there's a program where if, for example, the male or the female chooses a partner, they call the name of that partner to come forward, they call their name and they present to them a rose and they say, will you accept this rose? And I just felt that what Jesus is wanting to say to all the women here today is that he has called you by name. He's called you to come near to himself and he's wanting to present this rose to you and he's asking you the question, will you accept my love? Will you accept my call? Will you accept my grace upon your life? And that's an answer that only you can respond to. Um, And so that was the symbolic prophetic nature of that gift. And so I trust in some way that has spoken to you. He's calling you because he has chosen you. And Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And I called you And I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in his name, he may give you. But today we don't have red roses. And so I would just like to ask uh, Paul, if you could please just make sure that every female, if every female from the youngest, everyone in this auditorium, every female, and don't forget the back row, the production suite, Please give everyone a gift and you can choose whatever color you like. And uh, as that's been handed around, I want to also speak the words of our loving Lord and Savior Jesus when he said in Matthew chapter 5 verses 14 to 16, he said to every lady here, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others in your own house, in the community, in the church, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And I just want to encourage every lady here today, God bless you, we honour you, we thank God for you, and I want you to know 
that the light of Jesus Christ is in you. So let your light shine. Hey, I've got good news for you. I, I, think, this might I think this word might liberate someone. You have permission to shine. Without further ado now, I just want to, we're going to just uh, go to the screen and uh, watch some uh, Mother's Day tributes. Thanks, team. Hello, Gateway Women. How are you? Julie Gostolo here. Just wanted to give you a message of encouragement today as I sit out here in my studio, just having some time with me and the Lord. It's absolutely amazing. Look, I just wanted to say what an amazing bunch of women mothers are. And, you know, God has gifted you with the responsibility of raising your family. And in irrespective of whether we feel we've got everything that we need, God does. And I just want to give him thanks today, whether, ever you're, whether you're in a situation of having babies and sleepless nights and endless washing, and little ones under your feet all day where you don't get a moment to yourself, whether you've got toddlers or little ones that are going to school, or maybe you're going through the next stage, which is teenagers. And that's sometimes where you really pull your hair out. Whatever the stages you're going through, God has anointed you for the task that's before you. Keep putting God first in everything that you do. You do an amazing job and you are raising the, the future nation. So don't ever feel like what you do is, um, you know, um, sometimes a praiseless activity, but making it a lifestyle where you bring up your children in the ways of the Lord is such a valuable task. I want to encourage you, don't give up, no matter how um, overwhelming it is sometimes just keep looking to Jesus. And when I was thinking about it, the Lord gave me the scripture in Ecclesiastes 3.11, which says that he makes everything beautiful in his time. And you know, our life is about seasons and you might be in a difficult season at the moment, but God knows, God knows where you're at and he will equip you for what you need to do. Be encouraged. I raised four children on my own through some really difficult times, but I want to tell you that God, my father, was there with me. God, my husband, was right there through all of it. And he encouraged me and he equipped me and he can do the same for you. Don't lose courage. Stand your ground because you are actually the one peg sometimes that just keeps everything together. So be encouraged, you do a wonderful task. And you know, there's so many situations where we totally have to just leave it up to God, that our children make decisions that we might not be all that happy with. But don't ever, can, don't ever stop praying for them and believing for them. Me and my household will know the Lord. And I think that's the one encouragement that I will leave for you. No matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation is before you, I declare that all of my children will be blessed to the Lord and they will know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. So keep going, girls. Don't, don't let anything defeat you. You are a mighty force in the kingdom of God and God has a plan that only you can fulfill. So be encouraged today in Jesus' name. Bye-bye. 
Happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful mums out there. Being a mum is the most precious gift that God can ever give to you. It is both challenging but very rewarding. And my favourite part of being a mum is when my son comes and gives me a big cuddle and says, I love you so much. So here's to all the mums and grandmas out there. You deserve a standing ovation. Roses are red, violets are blue. You're a special mother and your children love you. Happy Mother's Day. I hope that all the mums and women have a really amazing Mother's Day today. Just want to encourage all the mums that you're doing such an amazing job. Um, raising children can be a challenging and hard job, um, but it certainly is very rewarding. So just want to encourage you all and say, I hope that you have a wonderful Mother's Day. Morning, everyone. Happy Mother's Day to all the mums here in church and watching online. I'm assuming you have been spoiled this morning with maybe breakfast in bed and been given some very special gifts. I love seeing our families arriving here on a Sunday morning, seeing the children in their Sunday best. Mum and Dad's making the effort to get here in, on time after a busy week of getting the children ready for school and most of you going off to work but you bring them to church because you know it's important. You are being obedient to God's word. That's so good. Motherhood is a ministry. It is a ministry of teaching, preparing our children to follow God's pathway and being an example of the love of Jesus. My granddaughter, Charlie, was seven last Wednesday. How the time flies. I remember when her mum was seven, like it was yesterday. Now she is 38. Time goes so fast. So mums and dads, hug your children, spend time with them, tell your children how proud you are of them and how much you love them. And most of all, just as we have a great role model in Jesus, make sure you are a great role model to your children by following God's principles. Those little eyes are watching you and their little ears are listening to what you say and how you say it. Keep up the amazing, beautiful work, people. God bless you and have a beautiful family day. Love you. Mwah. Hi, it's Philippa here. Just like to wish all the Gateway Mums an absolutely beautiful Mother's Day. Uh, enjoy your day with your children. Bye. Really that. Keep going. Okay. Happy Mother's Day to all mothers around the world and to all the moms here at Gateway Life Church, especially to our spiritual mother, Pastor Trina. Recently, I read the book Proverbs chapter 3, verse 18. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. Those who hold her fast will be blessed. This book talking about wisdom. Thank you, Pastor Trina, for sharing your wisdom and to all the mom here at Gateway Life Church. I am blessed to be part Hashtag GLC. May you all have a fantastic day. Cheers. Salamat. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all you mums. We hope that you have a special day and know that we love you all. And I am so blessed to have four beautiful children and I love being mum. It's the best job in the world. Um, love you all and I hope oh, you have a day. special day. Love you. Bye. Say bye. 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 Happy Mother's Day. As we read out today, it was the angel who said to Mary, Behold, you shall bear a child 
and you shall call him Jesus and he will save the people from their sins and Mary said to the angel but how can this be because I am a virgin so how will how is this going to happen and the and the angel said that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the Holy Spirit will overshadow you so I just want to pray about that right now and then I want to lead you in a prayer so Holy Spirit we thank you that you are hovering over each life here today May just come upon each one right now and overshadow them in that vacant place. Lord, I pray for those vacant places in our lives. I pray that you would fill them and overshadow them and fill them with your anointing in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.